Welcome to the Business is a Sport podcast. My name is Jake Russell, and I founded this podcast because I believe that business should be celebrated, discussed, and even debated the same way that sports are. Who is the greatest CEO of all time? What was the most underrated ad of this year's Super Bowl? And how many Adam Newmans is Elon Musk worth in a trade? If you are tired of the business news being more about politics than the excitement of building, growing, selling, and making money, then welcome home. This is the Business is a Sports podcast. Lorraine Gritton, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You bet. So um, our story goes back a little ways. I used to live in Waco. Um, I was in the Waco Mall. And I'm walking through, it's a very small mall, but just walking through and I see there's kind of like a fair going on or like a, a vendor set up, which I'm always drawn to. So I'm walking through all the booths and come up on your booth and you've got some kind of health products and energy products there, but it was your personality that, that drew me to you. Um, you were doing sales then. Have you always done sales? Like tell us this backstory of you and sales. Well, I have been a barber since the age of, uh, well, 14, but my mom put me in my own barber shop at, at the age of 19. And one thing that she made me do was sell products. And it was so uncomfortable at such a young age. I didn't really feel like I had the confidence, um, but she taught me how to ask the right questions and do more of an educational sell versus just a sell. Because I think people don't really want to be sold to. They feel like manipulated when whenever you're pushing something on them so it was always about asking you know the, what was important to them about their hair versus you know like what i suggested it always came back to the um you know like uh, open-end questions like I'll, I'll never forget she would always say you always want to say did you like this scent or this scent which one would you like you know so you would you always leave it where you they had a choice but it was never do you want a product because no they would say no <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's that's not what my mom instilled in me is how to communicate good got it so this this started early with you and and we're going to go over this they, they heard a little bit of your story in the intro with the barber shop and the school but if you would just tell us where you're at now and, and kind of what what you're doing full-time um and and what how sales kind of incorporates into all of that Ooh, that's a really big question. Okay, so in a quick synopsis of 35 years of being a barber, um, I'm currently, I've been behind the chair for a really long time and I've sold a lot of products, um, health and wellness products and hair care products for a really long time. Uh, and now at this stage, we have opened up a barber school so that we can uh, further our education and elevating the industry. So we walk through um, with a new student, you know, how to help with consulting, you know, like a, the consultation is really important, how to talk to customers, how to uh, develop relationships, um, have it always be about them. And so people love to talk about themselves. And so they will give you all the information you need so that you know how to fix the problem. So we became, we, we teach how to uh, become a problem solver. And so that's what we're doing in the school, but we're also, we have a shop that is uh, full of, oh my gosh, we probably have about 80 different products and sometimes that's overwhelming. And we still sell Advocare's products, sort of, I was supposed to say that. Uh, we still sell some Spark there and it still sells really well, but you know, it, 
your last question was, you know, how do I, how does that all sales come together? Is that, is that right? What did you say? Yeah. So you basically yeah. have, as, as a business, you have a school and then you have an actual barber shop as well, where you're still running uh, a shop and have customers coming in. Yeah. So we sell a lot of products between both places, both the school yeah. and the shop. Um, uh, and the school is in downtown Waco. So what we're really excited to do is uh, we're about ready to turn our school in downtown Waco into our second barber shop. Okay. And then we're moving our school um, over in the middle of uh, Waco, Texas, basically. But what I'm really excited is taking advantage of the Magnolia touristy people who are walking up and down our downtown Waco area because we feel like not only do we have an opportunity to capture you know some sales there but we also make our own beer care products so we're going to be the place the hub where men um women will come and buy products for their men and men will come and buy their grooming products from us awesome um so there's there's really three areas where you sell you sell products in the store um you sell the hair care experience itself and then you're also selling students on coming to your school and it feels like there, there's almost three different sales. So let's just start with the first one. When okay. You're talking to somebody about, hey, come to our school. We're going to teach you this. Is, is this a, typically an in-person conversation? Is it typically over the phone? What does it look like to get people to sign up for your school? Well, currently I'm doing a lot of career and uh, job fairs, you know, uh, and I go to a lot of high schools. And so I really just share my story and how um, when it comes to enrollments I share my passion for the industry and I feel like it's either in them that they want to learn more but it really starts with my energy on all the things that I've ever sold you know people have always said you know they they bought into my vision or they bought the product because of my excitement and I feel like that's definitely a key thing you can be you know passionate about something but if you don't show any excitement to it it's just kind of flatlined so you have to always show a smile and show like you got to you know like don't be left behind you know mindset yeah so yeah um when it comes to the school i think i sell it i sell it just because of you know the, the amount of money we've made and uh, what it looks like to have time freedom and you know make your own schedule as a business owner because many of them will become their own business owner got it yeah okay. so a lot of face to face which is how i met you the excitement mm -hmm. for it you have a story that you use to sell that um, so then we transition into, uh, the actual, the barber shop, and you have customers that I, I would guess most of the first time customers just walk in, do they call and make an appointment? How do you get a new customer as a barber? Well, we are really heavy in our social media presence and we make it really fun. We do a lot of uh, social media boosting. Uh, we, we have a lot of relationships with uh, the TV channels that want to help us. And um, a lot of that is pro bono. And I, I take advantage of that when they are excited, you know, oh, there's, you know, they, sometimes they want a story and they're just like, oh, let's use Kevin and Lorraine and, and Champion Salon and Barber. And so we're like, sure, let's do it. So, um, so that's what we do. But uh, when someone comes in, you know, how we get them is usually from social media, I would probably say, now I'm not behind the chair anymore. But we do have 12 uh, stations and 14 service providers and 11 of them are barbers. And so uh, most of them is just word of mouth. You know, I mean, our, we have upwards to 1,800 clients coming through the shop a month. And it's just blowing my mind because we're, wow. you know, we're turning people away. We can't get any more in. And so that's why we're, we're turning the downtown location into our second location. 
That's fantastic. It's really good. A lot of haircuts, yeah. Um, so when you talk about now you've, you've got them in the door through social media, you've got staff working the chairs because you've trained them, which amazing combination. Um, how do you sell them products? What is the approach to selling someone products as they're getting their haircut or after they've gotten their haircut? I've always felt, and I've uh, made sure that our uh, staff knows this as well too, is just educating them, you know, or, or trying to ask the, all the right questions like, you know, are you wanting volume? Do you want it flat? Do you know, do you, do you want texture? So, you know, based on either the style that they're giving, maybe it's a new one or maybe it's just an old one, you know, asking questions, what don't you like about your hair? So let people tell you what they don't like and see if you can find a good fit for a product that could be the problem solver. Um, sometimes just even teaching them how to uh, use the brush and, you know, saying if you use the brush and do this or if you do just little things you can tweak and this product will make sure that stays like this because a lot of people leave our chair and, you know, like, oh, it always looked good when you did it. Well, this is what I used on you and this is what I did. So this is what you have to you know, put on your hair. So it's really pretty easy, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Especially with guys, I ain't gonna lie. Guys are like, sure, whatever you say. Right, 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 right. You know, we tell them what looks good. And so they're like, okay. <laughs> Love that. But you have to, you have to actually back it up because I always feel like my hair looks the best when I leave the barbershop. And I, then I'm always chasing the high of that exact haircut until the next time that I get it done again. And they're yeah. selling me products and, you know, I'm trying to use the blow dryer more and all these types of things. Um, but you bring up a good point in that you're asking questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm selling software right now. And sometimes the automatic response for someone selling is to start talking about features. Mm -hmm. This is how fast the car goes. This is all the things the software can do. This is going to make your hair super shiny. What if they don't want shiny hair? You're, you're selling them what they don't want. Well, so, well, the general rule is um, someone has that, um, I call it the dirty dishwater blonde hair, you know that, it's called a level seven by the way, uh, oh. but it's a blonde color that is very ashy and drab and unfortunately if you put something uh, with a high sheen on it, it's going to look like grease. So you're going to know uh, as a professional, um, they need to know, um, you know, if hair is, seems very dry, well, then you're going to put a, a, more of a sheen to the hair. If the hair is very greasy, you're going to need to use a mat. So some of this is just kind of, kind of common sense that we, we teach in our school, obviously, you know, what products, what hair types and textures work best for what product. You know, there's um, fibers that are in a lot of products. And so, you know, if someone's looking to have that thicker, fuller hair, you're going to want to have a, a fiber gum, for example, very pliable. But most products for men, um, when it comes to styling aids, they'll have like a, a hold level. Some of it's a hold level. Like you'll get level five is like little hold all the way up to maximum hold, like 12, you know, who made, who made these numbers up? I don't really know, but however, <laughs> they're there. So, you know, you kind of, you get your maximum hold and depending on what you're looking to, you know, do you want it to feel crunchy? Do you want it to be pliable to where you're, you can run your fingers through it? So, you know, those are just always based on the texture of the hair, the style desired, and what your professional service provider is telling you you need to do. And she should, or he should be telling you you know, this is what's best for your hair to, to achieve these looks that you're liking. So you're not only asking the question, but you also understand your product really, really well. Um, as part of kind of being a professional, being a barber, being someone who's going to move product, how does training 
in that realm. How do you view that as, as someone who's, hey, I'm either trying to sell a great haircut or I'm trying to sell product. How do you look at training and, and learning about that? Well, there's the education from the standpoint, it's got to start the school. Okay, so I created a school, so I get to create the culture, which then sets them up for success because retail in our industry literally could pay all your bills, just it alone. So it's huge. So, you know, it, it also, um, we pay with commission. So that's huge too. So the girls are, you know, have an incentive to, uh, to talk about the product. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to um, the education is, is more huge because I don't want to be that, that business or that shop owner uh, that says you have to sell so much product or your, your pay is going to be compromised. I don't want them to say, per so many people, you've got to sell this many products because then there's this pressure and then it's not fun and then it's taken away from what's really important and it's the client. Because nobody wants to just be buy, 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 you sell, 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 you know? So I honestly feel like it's got to be sincere, you know, in, in what you're doing and how you're doing it. And a lot of chain uh, salons and barbershops force you to, to sell a, a product to every single one. And if you don't, your, your pay will be compromised. And I think that's wrong. And that's not fair to the consumer as well, because then they don't love their experience because they're being sold to every single time that someone talks to them. Because sometimes you don't, you don't need a product. You maybe bought a whole bunch the last time. Right. <laughs> so I, I feel like, did I answer that question pretty good? Yeah, I, th I think so. Basically, yeah. you're saying that it's, it's about the product knowledge and getting that as much as you can, but then also just listening closely to what they're saying and not forcing it, which it sounds like you're just really big on relationships and actually caring. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, so talk to me about relationships. How do you build or let's start here. How do you look at relationships in the business world? There's relationships we have with our friends where this mm -hmm. is about just, I like you as a person. I like spending time with you. And then there's this like business world. We do business together, but I may not like you. And then there's <laughs> hopefully this overlap of, I like you and we do business together and we're friends and you're a repeat customer. Yeah. How do you view all that and, and how do you work on it? Well, relationship is really huge. And yeah, sometimes we don't like the people, but you know what? Um, one thing about our, our shop right now is we have a really good uh, point of sale system that allows us to keep notes in there. And I feel like listening and dropping in those little notes into the person's profile will let the service provider continually to get to know them, whether it's about their dog or their family or their job. Sometimes you just have to, you can't remember when you're doing that many clients, you can't remember every single person's story. But eventually, if you look in the, you know, when, the, when it comes up, here's their appointment, you have notes that remind you. And then it's like, oh, it's like this deja vu moment that happened. Like, I remember exactly what we talked about behind the chair. So when you act like you not act, actually, that's not even the right word. When you, it's not what, what, you're, what you're saying, but the fact that you're actually caring, they know that you care enough to listen. They don't really know that I'm putting it in the notes, but they're like, all the time how did you remember that? And I'm like, I'm just having a deja vu moment right behind the chair, just because I remembered you talked about this. So how's the, how's your dog? How's your vacation? Any of those stupid things that I felt needed to be talked about again, I would put that in the notes so that I can remember. And then they're like, oh my gosh, she really cared. You know, she really listened. So I think that's really huge. I think that is, um, 
sometimes you need a little help with technology and there it is um, because it was harder back in the day when we didn't have it but relationships um, I think people just love that you care about them and everybody wants to be cared for and felt important and so that's what we do we let you you walk out as a champion you feel like a champion so. that's awesome that's awesome I feel like there's quite a few um, I guess older industries I mean barber has been around for a very very long time uh, but there are industries where no one's using technology or it's still relatively new. Um, and the idea of using that to help further a relationship, are there any other technologies you use besides a CRM? You talk about social media. What does it look like to incorporate technology into your sales cycle? Well, if you don't mind, I mean, you come back with that question because I, I think this is an important thing for me to say. I feel like networking in your community is, is huge, you know, um, because when these relationships start and they do something important and they're with a chamber, I want to go and be a face and I want to go and learn more about their business. So if some of them are a business owner or, you know, their job is doing something special, I go out of my way, you know, especially if they're inviting me somewhere, I want to be in the, that's even more so part of that relationship. Okay. Um, but when it comes to that question there, ask that to me again. I'm sorry that I got off side. No, that's all right. Uh, I, I may have I may have took that the wrong direction. You you not only use the technology, but you're not you're talking about like boots on the streets. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. this is somebody who mentioned that they have a business and they're opening it, and so you're going to the grand opening of the business after hours. I go to everything, everything I know from our Hispanic chamber to two of our chambers here, any of the city events going on, we have that all, we know what's happening ahead of time. And, and if I can't be there, then I send somebody on our behalf um, to represent our company. So those are just something that we're just out there everywhere and wearing your colors. So, so today I'm wearing a shirt that says the logo on it. So we went out and about today. And so people are like, Oh, I, I go to champions. I did, you know, and so wear your colors and that's really important too i mean i could probably go on this subject forever <laughs> okay i mean go, go for it because this is what i was hoping for when i had you on you, you've got this personality that just starts bubbling when you talk oh, yeah. about things that you're excited about yeah uh, okay so branding this is something that everybody gets into with selling um there are a lot of hair salons and and barber shops or different places to get your hair cut in waco um how do you go about making your experience different how do you go about crafting an image so that people go okay i remember them oh they cared about me all these type of things how do you do that Ooh, okay so i think it first starts when they walk through the door and we know their name and we serve them a beverage uh, whether it's a soda water or a beer um, i think that's pretty important and we hire front desk help to basically just shoot the breeze with the customer. We want to know how their day was. We want to know. Some people don't want to talk, and my front desk is um, trained to just listen to their 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 body language. But a lot of people really just want to be talked to. Yes. So we we hire people just to do that, and I think that is really really important. <laughs> and that's not done in most businesses. Um, how we get to uh, we're fortunate enough that we are a destination place. So what that means is the guys and the ladies, but we're about 90% men. Um, when they come in, you know, if their service provider they used last time is not there, then we have many of them that are amazing, just as amazing as the last person. So, you know, sometimes we're an, an online we, driven uh, type business, but we do take walk-ins too. But we know that our staff is um, uh, very um, diverse, but at the same time, it's like they cut 
and service the clients perfectly well. Um, so, you know, having that available for people, I think is real important, but honestly, um, you know, that front desk help is, is so important. We, we really work on a script with the phone calls, with the front desk. Um, we get told a lot of times that, uh, we ask, would you like another drink? Uh, too many times. Like we keep asking over, has anybody helped you? Would you like another drink? <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a funny that we have going on, but then it's really nice because you're in a, the barbershop where our community is small and you have men that know each other and now they're conversing and everybody's conversing about sports or cars or weather or what's going on in our community. And I love, that's what I love about what our relationship is at our, at our shop. So, got it. So there's there is even training that you've done with scripting. I mean, a lot of times with people who do phone sales, they have a script that they go over, common objections. But you're training people on what to say when someone walks in as part of your sales experience. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of other places um, don't really offer that. You know, they'll just say, "Welcome to XYZ." That's it. Go sit down and wait your turn. <laughs> and so we don't even have a numbering system. And a lot of places that are doing the kind of volume that we do, it's like take a number, you know, and how impersonable is that? So now we really, um, we really make sure that the people who walk through the door, we know their name as they're coming in. We, uh, for the most part, we try our best. Um, you know, if you've got an appointment at nine o'clock in the morning and 12 people are coming in, obviously you don't know exactly who is who, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but what, you know, you, the best thing I, I tell them is, you know, once you say their name, just keep saying their name over and over because then it's going to stick. Even in, at our barber school, I tell them, you know, with the, their new clients that come through the, um, through the barber school, I want you to say their name six times because in six times you're going to remember their name. So Bill, how did you like that? Bill, how does that feel? Bill, what do you think about this? You know, so keep stay, saying their name because it's going to stick and it's going to matter to them as well. You're not just a number, you're a person. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about, and this is what I love because when you think about sales, even things that seem so different, like selling software and, and barber, there's so many things that overlap because it's, at the end of the day, it's just people and building relationships and building trust, names, scripts, uh, a smile on your face, knowing your product really well, um, training for it, all uh, asking good questions. These are all things that we keep hearing in the sales world. If someone comes to you and says, I want to learn more about business, I want to learn more about selling, um, what would you recommend as kind of a, of a first step or a beginner thing to do? Are there any books that you would recommend or certain schools or certain people you listen to? How would someone go about learning more about sales, whether in the barbershop world or just in general? Okay, I'm going to sound kind of cocky right about now. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so with our future endeavors, uh, with our businesses and wanting to put entrepreneurs in their own um, champions brand, their businesses, uh, we are going to create our own Champions Way universities. Okay. So each one will have a segment based on uh, my experience through these 35 years. I've gone to every single hair show, trade show, barber battle, uh, business, entrepreneurship. I have got a plethora of information uh, that is in my brain that needs to be heard. And it, yes, we have the school and the school is teaching them to their skills to, you know, be a barber in nine months. But then after that, there's going to be Champions Ways 
uh, universities, leadership management, some of it's gonna know your number, some of it's gonna be front desk help. So there'll be segments of that. So for me, I wanted to come from my, the future of our business, it's gonna come from me because what we've done has been successful. So uh, why not duplicate that out to anybody who's willing to, to um, be part of what we're doing. So, but when it comes to those who are not following through, I'm just saying you should be part of every hair show every single year. And, you know, don't ever, you know, say, oh, it's too expensive because it is expensive. Every single time I flew to, you know, Orlando or Las Vegas, it, I dropped two grand easily every single visit. But you know what? That's why I'm where I'm at right now. And other people stayed stagnant for so long. So is you just kept reinvesting in yourself. You kept making yourself better. You kept learning new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What worked, what didn't work, how did that, you know, so I'd go to some things. I'm like, I'd walk away going, that wasn't worth what I paid for. But then I went to some stuff that, you know, really was hardcore, you know, like in our industry, broke it down step by step. And so, you know, I've spent a lot of money going through those courses and I want to rebrand us to do that. So, mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. Yep. Looks like we are coming up here on time, but okay. thank you so much for joining us. You have got a plethora of sales training knowledge. You have dealt with tens of thousands of people at this point uh, from a barbershop perspective and from your other ventures. And it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I hope to have you back on again soon to dig more into the academy and the university you're setting up, the sales training, the back end operations. Uh, that's going to be really something to keep an eye out on. And I cannot wait to see where you go with the barbershop school in the future. Thank you for having me. I always like doing these podcasts. They're fun. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, Jake. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.